Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just another day in college basketball. A top 10 team getting absolutely thrashed on the road. Uh, what's it mean for the Jayhawks, if anything? Bill Self getting ejected in Lubbock last night, first time in his career. We'll talk about it with Isaac Trotter of 24-7 Sports, their national college basketball writer, one hour from now here on the BetQL Network. It is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, alongside Jim Rodriguez, in for both Joe and Aaron the rest of the week. They are on vacay, enjoying some downtime as we pushed past Super Bowl 58, although early odds are up on Super Bowl 59. Maybe we can talk about those for a couple minutes. We will dive into some early MLB win totals and MVP odds before the end of this hour because don't look now, we're 10 days from spring training games already. They're that close with a couple of pitch teams, uh, pitchers and catchers already reporting and the rest by the end of the week. Reed Wallach joins That's my us jam, Chris. That's my yeah, jam. I know. Love I know you're baseball fired up. My blood. Fired up. Uh, J-Rod is ready to go for hardball both the grapefruit and cactus varieties uh, in a couple of minutes. Reed Wallach of Bet Sided and the early read in a couple of minutes as well to talk hoops. But we thought, uh, actually, I, I shouldn't say we thought, executive producer Mario filling in for Paul all this week uh, thought, hey, why don't we start this uh, sort of NBA division by division series? We'll do a division every day and we'll catch people up on what's been going on in the NBA because we're at the All-Star break. The trade deadline, You, if you're not a hardcore NBA fan, you may have totally missed the NBA trade deadline. It was last Thursday. They just dropped it in during Super Bowl week. You may have missed it. Not a lot happened, but a few things here and there that could affect things down the stretch, like Buddy Heald to the Sixers, Gordon Hayward, who we'll get into, uh, to OKC. So definitely things to talk about. All-Star break this weekend. Everyone will have fun, and then the stretch run really kicks in. So we want to get you caught up before the regular season stretch run really begins, division by division every single day. We start today, J-Rod, with the Northwest. And I think appropriate because this division has three of the top four in the West, all in the same Mm -hmm. division. We're familiar with the Nuggets, right? We know what Denver is capable of. We see Nikola Jokic dropping, what, 14 triple-doubles, I think it is, to this point in the season. Uh, Although... Uh, they did get limited by Milwaukee last night. We, we've we seen Minnesota, and they've got their top two tandem in place, right? They've got Carl Anthony Towns. They've got Anthony Edwards. Is that enough to push through that upper echelon of the Western Conference? And then you've got the young up-and-comers who I don't know how many people thought OKC would be here at this point. And the question now is how long can they stay where they are? But they're right there. Uh, just a game back of the T-Wolves right now, a half game ahead of the Nuggets, but they're right there in the West as well. Second seed in the West, despite, again, being young. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander right behind Jokic for MVP. Maybe not right behind, but, you know, Jokic a clear favorite and uh, SGA one of the top dogs for MVP. 
the Jazz are even uh, kind of on the periphery of this thing, just a couple games back of Golden mm-hmm. State for the final play-in spot. And, okay, the Blazers are the Blazers, fifth-worst record in the league and currently bound for the lottery. But that's okay. That's their plan right now, I guess. Let's start with the Nuggets, J-Rod. Plus 110 to win the division. Um, more importantly, I think, 2-1 to one to capture the one seed. And, again, just a game and a half back of Minnesota right now. Um, they were held under 100 last night for just the fifth time all season and against a Milwaukee team that's been much more focused or tried to be much more focused on defense since Doc Rivers took over. They've only lost at home four <laughs> times this year. Conversely, though, barely 500 on the road. Um, we know what Jokic is capable of. Like I said, Jamal Murray is, I, I think, a, a very strong number two to Jokic's number one. Um, what's your take on the Nuggets as we sit here today? Two to one for the one seed and a little better or a little longer than two to one plus 210 to win the West. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about the the NBA is is sort of, you know, and, and it's kind of sad that divisions and and seeding kind of doesn't matter to, you know, it almost really doesn't really seem to matter. Um, I think what jumps out at you more than anything else is how the disparagement between how well Denver plays at home and how mediocre they are on the road. I think, I think that that's what, what is it? Why is, is it that teams can't handle the altitude in Denver? Well, Denver's been in the league forever. Denver's not a surprise destination anymore. So what's happening to the Nuggets on the road that has caused them to basically be a 500 team. And I think the other thing that I think gives people concern about the Nuggets in their quest for a back-to-back championship is what happens to this team when when the Joker is not on the floor? That seems like they're a completely different squad. You know, Jamal Murray's had his injury problems. You know, they've got a great starting five. The bench is a little thin. And what happens when Joker isn't on the floor? I think they get very vulnerable something that they were not last year, especially in that series against the Heat. It almost seemed like the, the Nuggets ramped it up a notch, got better when Jokic, had, when Jokic came out of the game. Yeah, I, I do think in a very, I don't want to call it thin, but in a Western conference where there's outside of Denver, no real, there isn't a team that you jump all over and say, yeah, yeah, yeah that's my Western conference favorite. They still are by default, that team, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, the Nuggets, I think, look, at this point in the season, the dog days, I guess, of the NBA season, you know, it's mid-February, the playoffs still two months away, the All-Star break is right around the corner, a little later than usual, it feels like. It, you've done the play-in thing, and for some teams, let's be honest, that didn't really matter. So we're at this point in the season where, and we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago on the show where some teams just aren't locked in. You see it, for example, Minnesota gets lectured night after night about uh, their lackadaisical effort sometimes, their head coach all over. And that's fair. Like when, especially I think you've got a team that's led by younger, youngish stars, you're going to hit lulls in the season where they go, eh you know what? It's February. It's late January. It's anywhere between late January and really late February. And we're a playoff team. We know we're a playoff team. 
we're not going to kill ourselves tonight, you know? And, and if that means we're feeding our star for, you know, 35 field goal attempts so he can hit 60 or 70, then so be it. Like that, and teams like Denver, Minnesota, uh, the Clippers to a, a lesser extent, Phoenix when they're completely healthy and hitting on all cylinders, I think can get away with that, right? There are other teams in the West that I don't think can get away with it. Um, as for Minnesota, though, and this is a team that 350 for the one seed, 10-1 to 1 to win the Western Conference. Um, and there is the disparity there. Currently, the one seed in the West. I want to be clear about this. You want value on a team who's played well to this point in the regular season, but just hasn't really. Minnesota has been a classic all year. Hey, they're going to lose one or two and then rip off three or four, maybe five in a row. They they don't have any enormous winning streaks. They don't have any periods this year where you've gone, man, they're dominant. But they've just kept plugging along. And whether it's Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Edwards, they've got the big name guys who can take over a game when they need them to. They are still 10 to 1 to win the Western Conference. The one seed in the West, J-Rod, is 10 to 1 to win the conference. So you want value, there you go. More road wins than anyone else in the league. We'll see if that, you know, can convert in the postseason. Can you go on the road and win once the playoffs start? And they've beaten some good teams on the road. You know, Milwaukee, the Clippers the last week, week or two, on the road. So now it's just about, I think, for the for a team like the T-Wolves, it's about get them to the postseason, and then let's see if Edwards and Towns can be that championship caliber, if not conference championship caliber one-two punch. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think, I think for Minnesota, I, I think the reason why you made a great point, like, like why, you know, it seems like the Nuggets are still the, the the team that you're looking at because nobody else jumps out at you because nobody else has done it. The teams that we're used to seeing right. in these positions are at the bottom of the table, to use a soccer term. There you'll find Phoenix, the Lakers, and Dallas. All of a sudden, up top, you're seeing teams you're not used to seeing there, like Oklahoma City, like Minnesota. I'm a believer in the Wolves because they have been doing this all year. Okay, They have been good, and they've got a legit big three in Carl Anthony Towns, in uh, Anthony Edwards, and Rudy Gobert, who, by the way, Gobert. is is playing a Rodman-esque type defense. He is locking down guys. You know, I know Rudy Gobert gets a lot of crap, a lot of crap, and a lot of flack, and much of it is deserved. I get it, but he is absolutely balling from the defensive end. And and when I see Minnesota go to L.A. last night and pound the Clippers who had a shot to become the number one seed. And I know it's a random one of 82, but to go out and beat the Clippers on the road by 21 points says a lot to me about Minnesota. I think you're spot on on that value of 10 to one to win the West. I think Minnesota is my horse in this. And I think it would not surprise me if I saw the Wolves in the NBA finals for the first time in their team history. That would be that. It would be an upset to me in that they were able to get past Denver, like we said, a team who's been there more recently, and maybe mm -hmm. the, some some of the more experienced teams, like the Clippers and the Suns. But I don't think it's such a long shot that you shouldn't consider it right now. Right. Um, and it's I, if you can get ten to one, 
that's worth a that's worth a buy for me right now Absolutely. at this point because the, because they have done it and more importantly I think they are surviving that lull. You know what I mean? That let that lull in the dog days, like I said, mid January to late February, where they know they're a playoff team. And I don't want to say there's nothing to play for. That's not the case, but there's not as much to play for. Um, then you have the young up and comers, right? OKC plus four fifty for the one seed, uh, nine to one to win the West, plus two sixty to win the division for what it's worth, twenty to one to win the title. I, I'm not buying them yet to win the Western Conference. I'm not buying them yet to win an NBA title. Um, I don't even know if I'm buying them e- at 450 to win a one seed, despite the best in-division record in the West. They're 10-4 and four in their division. And again, we talked about what a stacked division this is with Denver and Minnesota and a somewhat inconsistent, if hot on some nights, Utah team. Um, they're ten and four in the division, three and one against Denver. They've split uh, four games with Minnesota, and they've got a legit MVP candidate. If Nikola Jokic, if something were to happen, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But if something were to happen to Jokic down the stretch, SGA plus two seventy to win MVP. I don't know if they have enough supporting cast. I think that's the problem. They went out and got Gordon Hayward at the deadline. That I think. Could be key, especially when they get to the playoffs. You know, you need some guys who were battle-tested and have been there before. And again, this is an extraordinarily young team. Um, But I like OKC to make some noise on the Western side of the playoffs, J-Rod. I just don't know how deep they get with that lack of experience. Yeah, and and I think if you think OKC can go deep, then I think SGA at plus uh, 275 to be the MVP is an excellent bet. Because again, you know, Yoke has already had, he's the favorite, uh, but he's already won it twice. And we know, you know, we don't, we know, we don't like multiple winners in the NBA NBA for MVPs for whatever reason. To me, if you're the best player, you're the best player. But that could open up a door for SGA, especially if the Thunder can make some noise. Listen, I think the fact that they have played so well in their division, and I think that's a purposeful thing by their coaching staff to get them ready for the long haul of the playoffs. Um, I think OKC's, you go to that building, you go to that barn of theirs it's a college basketball type and environment because that's what you're used to out there so the, it's a hotbed for fans there it's it's a legitimate raw raw kind of atmosphere i think they could make some noise i wouldn't be surprised if 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 if, if you saw a minnesota okc western conference final now would the nba like that i don't know and would i don't if the networks would like that that would be some tough travel between minneapolis and oklahoma city You'd be making a lot of connections but I'll tell you what, I think it would be fun. It would be a youth movement. It would, would be sort of turning the page to the future of the NBA. Um, and I love Oklahoma City. I think they're maybe a year away. They're actually a year early and they're a year away, but they're going to be yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, 10 out of his last 14 games, SGA has dropped 30. If you're looking for a player prop to bank something on nightly and just hit it recurring. I know I want to say he had a three game stretch recently where he didn't hit it at all. And they lost two of those games, but it's a fairly safe bet to hit SGA for 30 points or some combo of 30 or 30 or more, depending on what the combo is points, assists, rebounds, however you configure it 
on a nightly basis. Jazz, right there on the bubble, although three games back now of Golden State, who's heating up in that final playing spot. And then, like we mentioned, the Blazers in the lottery right now. Let's turn our attention to the college game. We mentioned Kansas blown out in Lubbock last night by the Red Raiders. What's it mean, and what's the picture look like right now as... Man, conference tournaments are right around the corner. Reed Wallach of BetSided joins us next to talk about it on BetQL Daily.